to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Well, it's an honour that I get to preach today for our celebration service. I remember 20 years ago doing Bible college with ah, best buds. They weren't my best buds at the time, but they became my best buds, Pastor Jace. And um, do you know, we're in the last month of 2020. We're in December, month 12. And, and, and when we get into December and we start getting into Christmas vibes, there's just, just that sense of joy and lightness. And I think even more so this year with the kind of year that we've had, you know, uh, I, I'm just loving December so far. May, December roll on for the next 12 months. <laughs> It's great to have Pastor Nicole Ma here, our location pastor at C3 Queens Beach. Can we give it up for Pastor Nicole? And thank you so much to all friends and family who have come to join in this great celebration. Uh, The students appreciate you guys so much. Think about 2020, guys. I want you to just think about this year. Think about this year. Think what kind of year that you've had. Think about some of the moments, the memories. What comes to mind in this year that we've had like no other year before? What's rolling in your head? If it's good, you can shout it out. If it's not, please don't. Our locating scripture for today is Galatians 6.9. Paul speaking to the churches in the region of Galatia. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And now when we think about this year, we think about 2020 and all the, the, the kind of roller coaster that we've been on, the things that have happened for us. When we look at this scripture again, through the eyes, through the filter of 2020, what are the words that stand out for this scripture? Well, for me... The words that stand out are weary and give up. 2020, weary and give up. They're the words that kind of just shouted, screamed from the pages as I read this scripture. Weariness speaks of becoming relaxed in our intentions, of losing heart. And we've all had moments like that this year, right? I'm sure the college students have had their moments of feeling weary, of having thoughts that they want to give up, but you didn't. You're here today. You made it through. Most of them have gone now from that area. There's a few still there. I'll speak to everyone. We've had our moments, right? But we're still sitting here. We're in the last month of 2020. We've had those moments of weariness, those moments where we felt like we've wanted to give up in an area, maybe in a relational area, maybe in our work space. Maybe some of our personal disciplines of study or health fitness. I'm sure some of us had some great fitness goals at the start of this year and they just went, (laughs) when everything happened. Maybe around Bible and prayer, we've had moments of weariness, moments where we've wanted to give up. When I think about wanting to give up and being weary in 2020, I think about the marathon that I ran. And in... Multiple occasions during the training, the year-long training that, that, that I was in, I had multiple occasions. Maybe it was when I pulled my calf 
Maybe it was when I robbed my ankle. Maybe it was when I stuffed up my Achilles, which is still stuffed up. Multiple moments where I'm like, why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. I feel tired. I feel weary. I don't know if I want to go on. The day of the marathon. My goodness. It was like the storm of the decade. The storm of the century. On the day I was running the marathon, Joel Sinek running the marathon with me. And I remember on the fourth lap. So we did four laps of over just over 10Ks. And I'm starting my fourth lap. And, I, you, you know, you can probably picture the end in sight on your fourth lap, but I just felt like there was another 1,000 Ks to run. My body was breaking down to the point where both my hammies started cramping at the same time. And so I go from, you know, by that stage, I'm kind of, this is my running. It's just a shuffle. I go from that, and then they're both cramping to this. Ah! Ah! Ended up walking for about 10 meters and I'm like, if I keep walking, I'm going to stop. And so, but I had this moment and my mind was telling me, do you know what my mind was saying? My mind wasn't saying, I'll keep going, you can do it. My mind was saying, hey, you've run further than you've ever run before. You should just give up. That was my mind saying that. But I didn't. I somehow got through. I don't know how I got through, but I finished it. I completed. Thank you. But weary and give up. They're apt catchphrases for 2020, right? Yet when we go back to the scripture, we read the scripture again, the Apostle Paul, who's writing to multiple churches in Galatia, he's encouraging Christians to not become weary, to not give up. And not only just getting by and getting through the day, but not grow weary in doing good, not give up in doing good. Are you serious, Paul? Oh, you you must be talking to people. Surely life back then, it was easy. There was no disease. There was no hardship. There was no challenges. There's no persecution. There's no family issues, financial issues, health issues. It must have been super easy to seek God back then as well and and just do good and not grow weary. No, that wasn't the case. (laughs) There was significant, that's the whole reason Paul's writing the letter to the churches in Galatia, because all hell's breaking loose. Things aren't going well for these people, yet he's saying, don't grow weary, don't give up. But life's hard. And so if life is hard and life is just going to wear us down, if that's just the way it's supposed to be, what gives Paul the right? The audacity. To hit us with the knots. Just let them be, Paul. Let us be. Why the knots? Why are we not to grow weary and give up? Well, he sets up the whole letter in previous chapters by explaining to his audience that the very power of God the Spirit who made the gospel of Jesus Christ real and alive. Sorry, I'm just loving preaching right now. I just had a moment where I'm like, I love doing this. This is awesome. Sorry. But I stopped at a really good part. I stuffed it. The very power of God, the Spirit, 
who made the gospel of Jesus Christ real and alive in a person's heart by faith at the beginning of their journey as a Christian is the same power that sustains and enables that person to continue to live a life of freedom and love that can't help but be demonstrated by good works. You see, what happened at the start of these people's journey as a Christian, what happens at the the, the, the the same time for us at the start of our journey as a Christian, where we, we kind of realised that we had massively overestimated our own ability to, to, to get things right, to do the right thing. And we come to Jesus. And we come empty. And we come broken. We don't have anything in our hands. And we come before him and we repent in this act of surrender. And as we do that, God pours out his forgiveness and his love and he invigorates us by breathing resurrection life into us by his spirit. And we begin to think differently and live differently with this purpose that's so reliant on Holy Spirit to guide and transform us. Do you remember that moment? Do you remember that moment? If you've forgotten that moment, speak to someone who's just recently had that moment. Speak to Cam Walker, who went through the waters of baptism last week. He spent 30 seconds talking to this guy about what Jesus Christ means to him. And you will want to get on your knees and repent. That is the way that we don't become weary. That is the way that we don't give up. Spirit-led living. And for so many of us, this is how we started. We started our Christian life, the Christian journey, strongly led by the Spirit. The people in Galatia had started the same. These Gentiles who had believed in the gospel and put their faith in Jesus Christ, they were stepping into freedom. They were growing in Holy Spirit living. And then when Paul left to go and plant other churches, Some Jewish people who had become Christians, they came to the churches in Galatia and they began to demand the Gentiles follow the Jewish law, including getting circumcised. This was the way to make you fully right with God. You're not fully free. You're not totally free until you do these external and fleshly things. You know, these these Jewish Christians, they were well-meaning, but they hadn't been able to grasp the law-free grace-filled gospel. That whilst the law was beneficial in highlighting sin and keeping people quarantined from going too far, it didn't, the law didn't actually have the power to save us from sin, to forgive us from sin, or to transform a person's life. Only God could do that. But the emphasis for these people had reverted from trusting God by faith to a focus on boasting in human effort. The focus went back to acts of the flesh. And of course, things went (laughs) pear-shaped. And so Paul's response in his letter, we, we read throughout Galatians. In Galatians 1, Paul says he's shocked. He's so shocked that people have turned away so quickly. In Galatians 3, Paul calls them foolish. And he says, who has bewitched you? In Galatians 5, he says, you're running such a good race. Who cut in on you? Who stopped you in your tracks? Galatians 3 verse 3. Man, he doesn't pull back, hold back. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, 
Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Goodness me. And so here we see Paul, and he does it so often in his letters. He pits a life lived by the Spirit against a life lived by the flesh. And they're at war. And they're raging against each other. And how often do we experience that in us? You see, before we receive the gospel, before we're filled with the Spirit, we don't have a choice. We're chained to our flesh. We're chained to our sin. Our humanness is our only source of living. We are slaves to our sin. But when we allow Jesus to become Lord and Savior of our lives, we're born again. We're made new by the Holy Spirit, filling us and living in us. The power of sin, thank you, Jesus, is broken. And we step into freedom to truly live, not as slaves, but as sons and daughters of God. And so now there's another way to live. But it, are you going to clap? I, I mean, just make a decision. If you're going to clap, go, just go with it. I kind of need to know. So all of a sudden, there's another way to live, right? But it's not automatic. We're still human. We're still prone to sin. So it requires a choice. We're going to live by the Spirit or we're going to live by the flesh. And for so many of us, whilst the choice was easy when we started, whilst the choice was easy early on, whilst the choice is easy when things are going well, as things have continued, as challenges have come our way, the choice becomes more and more difficult. The the choice becomes more and more like a battle, particularly in 2020, right? (laughs) So why is it a battle? Three reasons. Number one, the devil. Pastor John Pierce talked about him last week. The devil opposes the plans and purposes of God for us. We have an adversary who is actively pushing against us from living a spirit-led life. Secondly, the world distracts us. Power, money, sex, preferences, sex. I just want to keep saying sex. Happiness, preferences, happiness. I didn't say it. Chasing these things, the world says, will bring fulfillment, will bring true freedom. And thirdly, the flesh in us leans away from God. The flesh in us leans towards cutting corners, staying in a victim mindset, escaping through addiction, taking the easy way out, giving up when things get hard. The flesh is trying to limit us in every way. And I found that out in my marathon training, listening to podcasts and reading blogs. They say that that out of self-preservation, our mind will actually tell us that our body is done way before our body is done. Our mind will try and trick us into limiting what we can do. But these three areas, the devil, the world and our flesh, these things aren't for us. They, they make promises. They make big promises that they're for you, that they're for us. Big promises they don't follow through. They're not for us. The devil is not for us. The world is not for us. Our flesh is not for us. They promise freedom only to lock us up as slaves again. But you know who's for us? God. 
we have someone who is for us. I mean, I'm, I'm for you, but God is for us. God, He loves us. He loves you. That is why Jesus came. He came as a human being, God in flesh. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas time. God coming in flesh as Jesus so that He could die on a cross and break the power of sin and rise from the dead and overcome death for you and I to step into a freedom type of life. That is why the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, not just to be with us, but to be in us to live in us, to fill every one of us so that we can live a life of power. We can live life to the full. We can live life of integrity, a life that is holy, a life that is free, a life full of love, expressing itself in good works. And so it's okay that we have these moments of feeling weary. It's it's okay We can have these thoughts that we want to give up, and that's okay. But to actually come into a state of weariness, to actually give up, it's actually really hard when we're filled and led by the Holy Spirit. We have the spirit of creation who hovered over a formless world at the beginning, empowering us. We have the spirit of Christ, the very power that raised Christ from the dead in us, in order for us to not grow weary, in order for us to not give up. And as we live lives led by the spirit, of being filled and refreshed and empowered and guided by Him. There's just this overflow. There's a natural overflow of His presence and His power for others, for those around us. And so maybe we've started strong on our journey. But like the Galatians, we've reverted back to relying on human effort, living by our flesh. Or maybe we are here today and we're living by the Spirit, but we want an increase. What can we do? Two things. Firstly, we can position for power. Position for power. For me to complete my marathon, I need to to (laughs) position myself in a place to give myself the best chance, right, at being able to complete it. So I had to start training. I had to get all the gear, probably more gear than I really needed, but sorry, babe. I needed to put myself into accountability with other guys who were running to help me, to encourage me. I needed to sign up for the marathon. I needed to actually rock up on the day. None of those things were a guarantee that I was going to complete the marathon, but they were putting me in the best position to be able to do it, to make the choice of living by the Spirit over the flesh, to make it easier and easier. It's so about positioning ourselves. It's all about positioning ourselves for those supernatural encounters to be filled up, to be empowered so that we can build on, build on those things. Personally in prayer, regularly opening our heart to God. You can position yourself for prayer in your home, in your car, wherever you pray. We don't need to wait for a corporate gathering. These are awesome. We don't need to wait for a corporate gathering to be positioned for power. In our, oh, it's amazing how many times, and, and Pastor Jace talks about this a lot, about prayer, the power of prayer, this habit of prayer. It was something that was a real struggle for me. 
I've talked about this before. It's something that I had to really be intentional about forging this habit, this rhythm of prayer in my life. But oh my goodness, I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful to the God who I'm connecting with because so much of the ugliness in me, the, the flesh in me, the humanness in me, I've seen kind of explode out of me as I've positioned myself in personal prayer with God as we come together in church community as we come together in corporate prayer gatherings and we've got a bundle of those organised for 2021, as we come together in church services and you're all here, thank you very much, and we have extended worship moments and we open this front area and we lay hands upon people next year. We're believing for significant, empowering moments, moments of being filled afresh. If you're not baptised in the Holy Spirit, there'll be opportunities to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, to have the gifts of the Spirit activated, speaking in in tongues, the prophetic, being able to pray for people and see them healed, those kind of gifts that God wants to unleash in our world as we're empowered and positioned for power. And also, we can position ourselves for power by doing Bible college. <laughs> Pastor M said I had to put that one in. <laughs> I know. No, but seriously, 20 years ago, that year set me up absolutely set me up and these students they've positioned themselves where they don't have to be relying on their own abilities their own effort where they can learn about God but connect with God and be significantly empowered and filled up by Holy Spirit and there's even a unit called moving in the spirit that will be running next year that you can sign up for and that would be brilliant also so we can position ourselves for power and lastly we can progress with persistence a marathon is 42 Ks. Yeah, awesome. That's a, that's a great, great achievement. It's three months on, and I've still got the T-shirt, and I've still got the medal, but the memories are fading. The, the initial euphoria is kind of gone. It's like, yeah, I did a marathon once, and most of us have had those incredible, amazing positioning for power moments with God where he's filled us and he's empowered us and we've seen him in a way that we've never seen him before but we're called to keep in step with the spirit to move to keep moving and what I've found is it's really hard to keep moving when we're we're looking back and we're trying to hold on to a a previous moment a previous encounter with God God has called us to more moments, to more moments of encountering his presence. And and as we progress with persistence, we'll get to that next moment. And so creating those incredible rhythms, like having scriptures just burning in our hearts on a daily basis and where we're, we're reading scriptures like John 14, 50, 15 to 31, Acts 2, Romans 8, I think they're coming up on the screen, Galatians 5, 13 to 26, all these scriptures talking about what spirit-led living is all about. You can read those, absorb them, memorize them, declare them, speak them out, shift the thinking with the Word of God in us. They can help us progress with persistence. As we're obedient to Holy Spirit, we continue to develop a habit of obedience. You know when your kids, if you've got kids, your kids, they, they, you're talking to them, you're asking them to do something, and they ignore you. The more they ignore you, they then stop hearing you. You're still talking. 
but you become white noise to your kids. That's what disobedience does for us and the Holy Spirit. We create a habit of disobedience. I don't want to be disobedient to Holy Spirit. I want quick obedience. He's not going to ask us to do something ridiculous. He believes in us. He's empowered us. And so when Holy Spirit quickens something, like get dive into the water fully clothed like Richard McKenzie. See what that opened up for him as he stepped into Bible college. Quick obedience and lastly, it's accountability. Accountability is, is so, so powerful. It was powerful for me in my marathon training where I had this group of guys. We we're part of this um, messenger group. And it was amazing for us to just be able to encourage each other. Scott Bainton was on there, other guys. They were just encouraging me every time I posted my race. They encouraged me. And we, we, we showed our photos of our injuries. That was mostly just me. Uh, but it was amazing what this accountability did. And in our faith journey, inviting trusted others in and actually let them come in and actually be vulnerable and actually be honest to chat, to share, to pray, to encourage, to keep us on track. Holy Spirit's going to often use those people to speak to us. And I'm amazed at how powerful this is. I've had life-changing accountability moments. I'm, I'm amazed at how powerful it is and I'm amazed also at how underutilized it is amongst the church. And so as followers of Jesus, we have access to resurrection power through the Holy Spirit. He enables us to not grow weary in the doing of good. He enables us to not give up. And as we do that, the supernatural seed that we have sown it will bear fruit. It will bring an incredible harvest. Not, yes, I've completed a marathon. It will bring a harvest of lives changed and transformed for eternity. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for every person here today. I pray for your spirit to fill afresh, to breathe afresh upon these incredible people. For those who are dry, those who feel like they have reverted to, to doing the Christianity thing out of human effort. I pray, Lord God, as they repent, as they come before you and surrender afresh, I thank you that you would breathe fresh power from the Holy Spirit upon them. You would fill them and refresh them. For those who are feeling weary, who have those thoughts that they want to give up, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would empower them right now now, right now, if that's you, just, just bring your hands up before God if you're comfortable. Just receive fresh power from God, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Breathe, Holy Spirit. Refresh. God, we don't want to just get through this year and then go, oh, we have to kind of get ourselves up again for 2021. God, we want to be empowered now to move through this next month and into a brand new year. We thank you that you have called us to not grow weary, to not give up. And as Holy Spirit-led people, that is who we are. And so empower and strengthen every person here today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.